Good morning, Upward family. So good to see you today. Thanks for making it in here. This place was packed to the walls at our second service, and you met all those folks going out, didn't you? Were they nice? I told them to be nice to everybody. Were they nice? If you ran across one that wasn't, just pray for them, okay? All right. Love y'all. So good to have you here. It has been a joy this weekend to see 18 people get baptized across four services. It has been so much fun. Oh, that's the greatest thing that can happen, to see people coming to Jesus Christ and knowing Him as Savior and Lord. Greatest thing that can ever happen. Today is a very different day at Upward Christian Fellowship. Today, we're calling today Dream Again. And we're going to be sharing some dreams that God has placed on our hearts. About 20 years ago, uh, when we came to this church in 1997, there were about 100 people here. And we were dreaming of some really big things. The church board, I asked them what their dream was. And they said, we want to grow to have 200 people in church. And uh, we started hitting that really fast. We got up to about 200 people and our sanctuary was really small, and it wouldn't hold all 200. So we started having two services, and then we went to three services. We were in a small building over on Washington Street. It's where the Hendersonville Little Theater is now. The Hendersonville Theater is now. And uh, we met in there, and God began to give us a dream of something more. We looked for property everywhere around us that we could grow on. We tried to buy property from all our neighbors, and nobody would sell us any property. And what we've learned since then is this. Uh, if we had bought a small piece of property there, we might have stayed, but God could not have sent the number of people that we have here today. So many times when God closes a door, it's because he's got something bigger in mind for you. When he closes a door, don't get discouraged because he has something better than whatever's behind that closed door. So we began to dream. We rode out to this property. We couldn't find any, so we rode out, and somebody brought me out here and said, this is the perfect property, but I kept saying it's not for sale, and it wasn't for sale at all. And they kept telling me, well, one day it's going to open up. All of it's going to come for sale. And I said, no, it ain't going to happen. We're not, aren't you glad you have a faith-filled, inspired leader who really believes that it can happen? I was the worst one. I'm like, it's not for sale. This cannot happen. We can't buy it. But no, you know what? In the time of one phone call, it took one phone call for God to turn all that around. And about 20 years ago, we bought 25 acres out here for $425,000. How would you like to buy 25 acres today for $400,000 somewhere? Uh, we bought this, and I remember we dreamed of this, and uh, we had Sunday night services in that building, and uh, we would come out here many times on a Sunday night. Some of you are still here from that day. Uh, Connie Gray's back there who was on the board when I came here, and there are others of you who are here. And we came out here, and we'd walk around this building, and I would come up and stand. It's not exactly this stage, but the stage we had. I would come up here and stand and look out, and the room was half, as, half the size of this one, and I would think, how are we ever going to fill this place up? Listen, we built this building so I wouldn't have to preach three times on Sunday mornings. That's not the reason. It was a little bit of my reason, and here we are over 20 years later having four services a weekend. Let me tell you, folks, that, that small group of 200 people dreamed big, and 200 people took on a $2 million project. By the time the land and everything was done, just to move out here was $2 million. 200 people took on that project and dreamed big. And, you know, I would like, many of them are in heaven today.
but I think we ought to just give a hand of thanksgiving for 200 people who were willing to launch out in faith. All of you who were here then, just take a bow right now. God has brought us further than we ever dreamed. We baptized 18 people this weekend. We dreamed of that and of more. Since the first week of August of this year, 69 people have come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior in our services and in students. 69 people. Just this calendar year, we're not even done yet. Just this year, we've given away $217,000 to our community to bless and to make ministry go forward. God has done great things, and he's done greater than anything we dreamed. Now, we were thinking of calling today Vision Day, and that was my idea. Isn't that incredibly creative? Aren't you glad to have a pastor who comes up with such creative titles? I called it Vision Day. Greg came into my office and he said this. Greg, our executive pastor, came in. He said, I think we ought to call this Dream Again. And I didn't like it because it was his idea. <laughs> and I said, that'll never do. That's not my idea, so we can't do it. No, seriously, for the first time in my life and hopefully the last time, I told Greg, uh, you were right and I was wrong, and I'm not planning on doing that ever again. Greg actually heard from God on this one first, and we're calling this day Dream Again because it's time upward for us to dream again like we did 20 years ago. It's time instead, for instead of 200 people, we've got 1,500 people who are going to dream again of what God can do in our future and we're going to step out in faith and launch some big things this morning. Are you ready to step out in faith and launch some big things? I knew I could count on the 1130 service to really get with it today. You guys shout more than any of the rest of the services because you slept late. I figured that out. Are you ready to dream again and embrace the future? People have told me before, a guy told me some years ago, he said, I admire you, Pastor. He said, because uh, you could just coast to retirement. First of all, I didn't like him talking about me and retirement in the same sentence. Because I'm not old, I'm a young man. But when you get to be 55, that's still young, right? When you get to be 55, you start realizing there is a finish line to all this. And I could just coast. Sure, we could coast. We got a comfortable church. We're paying the bills and giving stuff away. We could coast. The only problem is Jesus Christ didn't die for us to start coasting. Amen. The only problem is the kingdom of God is advancing forward, and we're going to advance with it. Yes. See, there are more people that need to get saved. There are more people that need to be healed. There are more people that need to be delivered. There's a community out there that needs to be transformed by Jesus, and we're not going to stop and coast and be thankful for what we got we're going to get with it and get after what God wants us to have in him. We're going to build his kingdom, amen? So we are indeed coming to a place where we're dreaming again. Book of Acts chapter 2 is the birthday of the church. The New Testament church of which we were, are a part was born on the day of Pentecost, a feast day in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. Just 120 people met and started the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that now numbers in the billions. Do you hear me? 120 people got together and prayed and the Holy Spirit fell in that room and poured out his power on 120 people. They immediately got out of the building and started proclaiming Jesus. That's a New Testament church, by the way. 
It's not about the gathering. It's about the sending. When you get outside of your walls, 120 turns into 3,000 really fast. And on the first day of the church, 3,000 people came to Jesus Christ. They went from 120 to 3,120 in one day. Tons of problems. Tons of complaints. They didn't know how to take care of anybody. They didn't have the systems to put up with it or to deal with it. But God sent them all these people and said, here you go. Kind of feels like what God's done to us. And it's wonderful. The first sermon preached on the birthday of the church was preached by Peter. Now that's good news because it's good news for you and I if we fail and if we sin and if we have brokenness. Anybody ever fail in this room? Anybody ever sin in this room? Come on now. Anybody ever feel like you've let the Lord down and he's been good to you and you failed? All of us, right? Um, Peter, just weeks before this, had denied even knowing Jesus Christ. And Jesus went after him. He met him on a beach and he restored him to ministry. And when it came time to preach the very first sermon of the New Testament church, God chose Peter to stand up and preach it. And here's what he said. One of the things he said jumped out at me for today, Acts 2, 17. Peter preached this. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. He talks about the last days. Now, I know some people have a very negative idea about what the last days are going to look like. All right? All right? Very negative idea that the church is going down, that the church is going to be weak. Perilous times are coming, and it's just going to be terrible. There's going to be about five of us left, and Jesus is going to come back and rescue us. I believe Jesus is coming back. Don't mistake me. But I've quit watching the news for the most part. Because I got tired of being manipulated by the media into believing what they want me to believe. I got tired of letting some people in news offices around the world determine my state of mind throughout the day. Say, I'm more informed than anybody. If you're watching the news, you're more misinformed than anybody. Now, that's my soapbox for the day, so don't get mad at me. Or get mad at me. It's okay. We have security. Get your nose out of that television and get your nose in this book. Get your nose off that computer screen. Get your nose in what God says. Because here's what he says. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Peter prophesied of a last days end times revival that would come to the church when God would pour out his presence and his spirit upon his church. And he said... This gospel shall be preached to the ends of the earth, and then shall the end come. God's going to pour out His Spirit on His church. The gospel's going to go all over the earth. I believe God's going to move mightily. So if your theology says the church is going to get weaker and weaker, we're not going to kick you out upward. We don't kick people out too much anyway. But if your theology says that the church is going to get worse and worse, 
You can believe that and we won't be mad at you. But I'm going to ask you to do this. Determine that your church is not going down. I've determined in my mind, no matter what happens, we're going to keep serving Jesus faithfully until the end. We're going to keep proclaiming the gospel till the end. We're going to stay filled with the Holy Spirit until the end. We're going to see people baptized and saved until the end. We're going to build a new baptismal tank over there. You didn't even know that. We weren't even going to talk about that today. And no other service got it. But we're doing so many baptisms, that thing is worn out. And it's going to keep going until God calls us home or until Jesus comes to get us. Amen. We're not going down. We're going up. Here's what I want you to get. In the last days, God's pouring out his spirit. And he's doing it now. We're in the midst of a move of God right now. 18 people getting baptized. Did you know Biltmore Church, our neighbor, they have a campus right on Upward Road, and they have campuses all over western North Carolina. They baptized almost 300 people last week. Can I get an amen? Yay, Biltmore. Yay, what God's doing at Biltmore. God's moving. He's changing lives. Churches are growing. Churches are embracing the mission of Jesus Christ, and we're one of those churches. We're going upward, folks. We are upward, and we're going upward. Amen. Stop worrying about what the world says. The church is going up. Now, I know there's some bad things happening around us. I know there's some churches that are walking away from the truth and not embracing the truth of God's word on many issues. I know that. But I want to tell you, we're going to hang on to this book. We're going to hang on to this word. We're going to speak the truth in love. We're going to love our community for Jesus Christ. And we're going to see God do a move in this community. We're going to see God do something. So in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Then he said this, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Meaning God will do a move in such a way that future generations are impacted by the spirit of God moving in them. God's raising up a generation of young people that are going to shake the world for Jesus Christ. People say, have you heard about how bad young people are today? Again, turn off the TV and get in the book. Again, stop watching TV and walk down to our student ministries and watch them fill that building every week to where they're standing in the hallways to hear the message and serving and loving and growing together. He said this, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. First of all, your young men are going to see visions. I long to see the day, and we're seeing it even now, when young people are beginning to see the calling of Jesus in their lives. They're beginning to see that Jesus has a plan for them, that they don't just have to drift through life. They're getting kingdom dreams. I heard a thing the other day, said the American dream is under attack. There's more than the American dream. I love America, but there's more than the American dream. There's the dreams of the kingdom of God that are far greater than any dream we have. There's more in life to getting a car and a house and a dog and having a comfortable, safe existence. There are worlds to win. There are lives to touch all around the world. And I'm praying. I'm praying God sends out missionaries from this place all over the world from right down in that student building. Amen. 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 We're having big dreams. Your young men will see vision. It says your old men will dream dreams. I'm starting to drift over into the dream category a little bit myself. David said I was young and now I'm old. 
I can say I'm not young anymore, but I'm not quite ready to say I'm old yet. I just want y'all to know, I'm going to stay around and pester y'all for at least 15 more years, okay? At least till I'm 70, I'm going to stay around and pester you. And I'm stubborn enough, I may be here till I'm 88, all right? Y'all help me up here and preach. I don't know. Yeah, you say that now. Wait till I'm about 85 and see how you feel. But uh, what I'm trying to say is we've got a long way to go. But I'm starting to see a bit of difference between vision and dream. We've achieved a lot of the vision God gave us, but it's time to dream for some things that will outlive us. It's time for us to dream of ministries that will touch future generations should Jesus tarry. And we're dreaming those types of dreams. I want to tell you two dreams that we're dreaming here at Upward. And they're written out in the lobby, so they're not new. The first dream we have is to build His church. We are building His church. Here's the dream I want to speak of you today. God's calling Upward to be a church that impacts other churches for the kingdom. Not in an arrogant way of look at who we are and what we've done and we're here to tell you what to do but to share our story so that other churches can be impacted through what God does here. Back in 2020, God began to inspire us during the pandemic. God began to inspire us not to cower away in fear, but to become a radically generous church in the midst of a global pandemic. And we began to give and we began to serve and we began to grow in the midst of it all. We talked to church consultants and they say, man, you are the outlier. You grew during the pandemic. I've been sharing that story, and we had a bunch of pastors here. We had about 50 here some months ago, right in the sanctuary, hearing the story of what God did here in radical generosity. They wanted to jump on it too. Several of them went back, and they now have strategic ministry partners in their churches like we do, and I'm so proud of that and thankful for that. One pastor invited me to come and speak to his church board weeks after that. I went to his church board, shared the story at Upward. He texted me after the meeting. He said, we just voted to give away $30,000 to our community. The next week, he texted me and said, guess what? A guy just wrote us a check for $40,000. We didn't see that coming. Because when you're generous, God gets it to you so he can get it through you. Amen. God's called us to impact other churches, and we will. God's called us to impact other pastors. A young man named Josue wrote me, emailed me two weeks ago. He pastors a large church. He's, he's now been appointed the senior pastor of a large church near San Bernardino, California. And he has, I didn't have any idea, he has been with us online for six years and he wrote me an email, and he told me, he said, you don't know me, and you could not know this, but he said this. He said, you didn't know it, but as you faithfully served the Lord in North Carolina, you were mentoring and helping a young pastor develop into and for the role God has prepared for me. He said, I can't thank you enough for your faithfulness and all the help you've unknowingly provided for me for the last six years. He becomes senior pastor of that church on November the 12th. And we get to partner with that. Do you understand that? God's called us to build his church. And it's not about building something great here. I want you to hear the heart that God's put in here. It's not about packing people into this building. It's about the kingdom growing. 
So when Biltmore baptizes 300, we can say yay because that's 300 that have joined our family. Amen. 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 So we're dreaming big dreams. First of all, we're going to build his church, not ours. Then we have the idea and the dream of transforming our community for Jesus Christ. We want to touch our community. We want to transform it out there. There's been a mistaken idea in the church for many years that, that revival comes when we start having really great services in here. And that's been tried. And, and not to knock anything, God has done some wonderful things through revival services in churches, and I'm not dismissing that. But those things have kind of come and gone. Because if you make revival about what happens inside the church building, it's not really founded on a New Testament model. Because in the New Testament, when God poured out the greatest revival in history, he hit 120 people with the Holy Spirit's power, and they immediately got outside, and they rocked their whole world, and it's still going on today. We're not going to make anything at Upward about the gathering and about in here. It takes its place, but we want to see the community transform for Jesus Christ. We want to touch community leaders. We want to touch community agencies and ministries and continue to be abundantly generous with them because we've got a community to transform. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I listened to it once in a while by a leadership guru who was a Navy SEAL. His name's Jocko. If you've heard of Jocko, it's a very successful podcast. And he was interviewing a comedian on there who's appeared in this very popular sitcom. And when I saw it, I thought, what is a Navy SEAL doing interviewing a comedian? That does not sound like that's going to work. But I listened to it. It was four hours of a conversation, and I was on a road trip. I listened to it, and... Uh, the young man was sharing about his success in the entertainment industry, but he kept coming back to his spiritual journey. And he said this. He said, he said, we need a revolution in the United States. I'm not giving you his exact words, but I'm paraphrasing the conversation. He said, we need a revolution. And he said, it's not a political revolution between Republicans and Democrats. Because the problems we have do not have political solutions. He said we need a spiritual revolution in our country. Because politics can't change hearts. And the problems we have are by and large sin problems. Racism is a sin problem. When you get right with God, you love people. And you see them as human beings created in the image of God, not as a color. Amen. Jesus can change that. Laws can't. I'm going to say something. I want you to hear me today. A big part of the struggle in our world. I got you now. You're at the 1130 service. I can come unglued today. Y'all don't have anywhere to be. Y'all ate that late breakfast. Y'all ate pancakes. Y'all aren't even hungry. I declare that in Jesus' name. You're not <laughs> big part of the struggle in our world today is the world is striving to get governments to do what only the church of Jesus Christ can actually accomplish. You can't end poverty with legislation, but you can end it when enough Christians are in the community that says, on our watch, nobody's going hungry. You can't legislate racism 
or program it out of something, but you can get rid of it when enough of the people of God stand up and say we will not tolerate that kind of hatred and we're going to love our brothers and sisters regardless of where they came from or what they look like. Jesus can change that. And the frustration today is trying to solve by government what God wants to serve in a spiritual revival. Can I tell you, I truly believe God's going to do some great things in our nation, and he already is. He's going to bring us to his feet, and he's going to pour out his spirit on his church, and his church is going to make a huge difference. We're dreaming huge dreams. Now I'm going to show you a video. You ready for a cool video the staff put together? It's 12 minutes long. We're going to tell you two big initiatives that we're taking. Now I want you to understand, the initiatives are not the vision and the dream. This is the dream I just told you, but these are powerful initiatives, two of them that we're taking together over the next few years. Are you ready? Let's enjoy this video, and I'll be right back. When we began this journey in this community, we were in a small building near downtown Hendersonville with an auditorium that held about 150 people. There was a lot of excitement in the church because of what God was doing, but we found quickly that we needed room to grow. We began to dream together about having a larger space in which we could serve our community better. And in 2005, that dream came true. We decided to move to this place on top of this hill, and we didn't know what the future held for our church. We just diligently prayed and said, God, use this new building for your glory. And as we began to grow, we sat back and marveled at all the great things the Lord was doing. A little over a year ago, we sat down with our staff and had a vision meeting where we discussed where we saw God taking our church over the next few years. And as we looked out over these mountains in our community, we unanimously agreed that our vision needed to change. We no longer wanted to be a church just concerned with how many people were filling up this room. We needed to look outward. That's when we created our mission statement, building His church, transforming our community. Fast forward to now, and just about all of our wildest dreams for this location have come true. In particular, we have seen staggering amounts of growth over the past couple years. For example, just in the past month of August, we have seen 40 people come to Christ, and this week we are baptizing 17 people. Since January 1st of 2020, we have had the opportunity to give away $1.3 million into this community. This year, over 500 people have been involved in a connect group. That's over 500 people who have decided that they weren't going to be content with just sitting and watching church happen around them. They decided that church would not only happen within our walls, but also within their homes. Our kids ministry has never been in a better place. Don't believe me? Just try walking through our kids' hallways and I believe that you'll make plenty of new friends. Over the past year, we're averaging 55 more kids per weekend than we were last year. That brings our average to about 200 kids in our kids' services every weekend. That's 200 kids every week that get to experience the gospel on their level and learn from our amazing team of kids' volunteers. Our students are filling up this place like never before to come and hear what God has for them in their next stage of life. On some nights, it even feels a little cramped on here, but they're not only filling up this place. Students are serving in other ministries at the church and they're constantly meeting outside of the church to grow more in their faith and strengthen their walk with Christ. We have an event called Bible 101 where students are gathering together twice a month to go through and study the Bible. We're averaging 25 students that give up a Friday night just to grow closer in community and follow Christ. Our list of ministry partners has been consistently growing over the past few years. 
We now have over 20 local business and ministries that we partner with to help them function within the community. Not only have we been growing within our space, we've been growing online as well. We consistently get messages from people that watch online every week that see us as their home church, except they don't even live in North Carolina. From the people all across the country to even different parts of the world, we are reaching people with our online ministry that could not be reached in any other way. Our worship and creative arts teams have taken massive steps forward in the past few years. We've grown together as a team and do everything we can to create a meaningful worship environment. When we gather in this room to worship, we take great joy in creating an environment where people can come face to face with their creator. In 2018, we did a large project on our current auditorium, expanding it to the size that you see today. Since then, we have seen 950 people get saved. That's 950 people that have moved from death to life in this very place. What a special place this is. Now, we find ourselves in a position really similar to the position we were in in 2005. We find ourselves dreaming again. We find ourselves praying and asking God what He would have us to do to take the next step in loving and serving our community. And we believe we've heard from Him. While this current space we're in is such a blessing from God, many of our facilities are being stretched to their maximum capacity. Our children's ministry is running out of space nearly every week. Our students sometimes pack out their buildings so full that people have to stand in the hallway to hear the message. Y'all continue to fill this place up each and every week and the fact is, this current building cannot handle all the growth God is sending our way. So with all that in mind, we're gonna build a new building. Now we're still keeping this current building, of course, but the new building will allow us to relieve some of the tension our current building experiences in those growth pains. And this isn't just some small add-on. In fact, this new building will be larger than our current space. It'll have a full-size gym where we can not only host different sporting functions, but also events for local schools, businesses, and ministry partners. It'll also have a full-size kitchen that will allow us to serve our community with food for all different kinds of events. There'll be a brand new full-size auditorium for our students to take advantage of, giving them plenty of room to grow. There'll be classrooms in the new building that connect groups and other groups in the community can use to have a place to meet and to talk with one another. This new building will be a place full of opportunities for people to experience the transforming love of Jesus in a way they never have experienced before. What I'm really excited about in this new building is just the potential it gives for our connect groups. We're gonna have so many new spots for people to meet, families to meet while church is going on, and I really believe that people are going to walk in these rooms and experience what it's like to be in a group of loving believers for the first time. And I cannot imagine the amount of life change that's gonna take place inside of those rooms. I am excited about the opportunities that we have to pour into this community with just having more space to help meet their needs. We've had uh, Henderson County Schools and the Sheriff's Department, other organizations within our community, reach out um, wanting to host events here and we just haven't had the space to be able to accommodate those needs. So we're really excited to be able to serve our community and the organizations in a way that we've never been able to do before. Not only will the new building make space for our students and groups and our community partners, but it's also going to free up some space in our current building so that we can expand our kids' ministry and reach more kids than we ever have before. There's no telling what our ministry partners are going to do with this new space. This building is going to be a spot that 
It's open for our community to use so, for so many different ways, whether it's serving free lunch or wrapping up kids' presents for Christmas. I can't wait to see what the community partners do with this space. Our students are gonna love their new space. Maybe the thing I'm most excited about are the dedicated rooms that we're building for small group discussion time. We're building this space with student small groups in mind, so there's gonna be even more opportunities for students to get linked up with awesome leaders and mentors that can guide them through this transitional period of their life. One thing that we'll be able to build in part because of this new building is a new production studio. I'm just really excited to see how far up we can take our production quality in the content that we make. Uh, the world has never been more hungry for content than they are right now, and I'm just excited for the things that we're going to be able to make and put out there into the digital space because of this new space. Honestly, I can't think of a single part of this building I'm not excited about. I'm excited for my men's group to have a space where we can actually get together and play basketball. I'm excited for all of our men's groups and women's groups and all the groups and students to have a dedicated space for discipleship to happen. The purpose of this brand new building is not just so that we can build up our own church. It will obviously help with facilities battle that we're constantly finding ourselves in, but it will also be a place dedicated to helping our community in countless ways. Not only will this building massively help reduce the tension that our current space experiences on the weekends, but it will also be a place with open doors for members of our community to use as our ministry to them. We believe this lines up with our vision statement of building His church and transforming our communities. We hope you are as excited as we are about the potential of this new space and all the ways that you and members of our community are going to use it for God's glory. But that isn't the only thing we feel God is calling us to do. For as long as Upward has been around, we have been a one campus, one physical location church. However, we feel that in the very near future, there's a strong opportunity for us to launch a second campus. We feel like God has been putting a specific area in our community, in our hearts, to consider launching that second campus, and that place is Mills River. You've probably noticed the increasingly rapid population growth in our area. Everywhere you look, there are new apartments, developments, and businesses popping up all around us. And Mills River is slated to be one of the greatest areas of growth in our community. We've already begun laying the foundation for this second location in Mills River. Not yet a physical foundation, but a spiritual foundation that is built on serving, loving, and caring for a city with the love of Jesus. As some steps that we've taken to help make a difference in the Mills River community, we've already launched several connect groups that are meeting there uh, on a monthly basis, as well as we've had a couple serving opportunities that we're taking part in as well. One of those being that we've partnered with a food bank there in Mills River where we're donating uh, finances and volunteers to help meet the needs in that community. We are so excited to be sharing these two massive projects with you today. We're working hard to turn them into a reality and that's where you all come in. Any project you do at these, this kind of magnitude comes with a variety of different challenges. There are spiritual challenges, physical challenges, as well as financial challenges. But we wanna offer to all of you the opportunity to come and be part of these projects by living out one of our most important values, radical generosity. I'm asking everyone listening right now to pray and ask God how you can be radically generous during this time. We know that God is faithful to those who trust Him and He can move mightily through His people to accomplish things that are thought to be impossible. And we're asking Him to move now. 
We ask that you will be praying and asking God how he can use you to support the work of transforming this community. We ask that you'll pray for the people that walk into the new building, that they will experience Jesus. We ask you to pray for the people of Mills River in this work that God is raising up, that they will be transformed in a mighty way by the love of Jesus. Wasn't that long ago we were in a small building on a side road of downtown Hendersonville, but it was there we began to dream. And now Upward Family, it's time for us to dream again. Dream again of a place for our students where life-changing relationships will happen, where mentors will be found, and where Christ will be glorified. Dream again of a place where people can not only worship with their song, but with their dedication to loving others. Dream again of a place where our community will be welcomed with open arms and experience the hospitality of a church that loves them. Dream again of a place where our children will be raised up to love and serve God like no other generation before. Dream again of a place where we can grow our ever-expanding online community to include all kinds of people who may have never set foot in a church before. Dream again of a place where people can learn that church doesn't always happen only on Sundays and that sometimes the most powerful experiences happen in circles and not rows. Dream again of a place where people feel like they belong as soon as they set foot in the door. Dream again of a place where we can further build His church and transform all of our communities. You ready to go upward? Upward? Y'all ready? I am so excited. I'm glad you are too. What are we going to do from here? Number one, we're going to pray like never before. We're going to pray and ask God to bring in the harvest. Amen. We're going to pray and believe God to do great things as we step out in faith for Him. We're going to give like never before. Can I get an amen? This new building's going to be beautiful. We're going to give that building away to our community again and again and again. Our ministry partners are going to love that building. I knew today was a win when second service I was out in the hallway and two middle school girls went by chattering away, jumping up and down. The dad of one of them came up and said, you know what they're excited about and they're talking about? I said, what? That new building. They're so excited. Students, children are going to be benefited from this. Our community is going to be benefited. When are you going to start? Here's the good news. All we need is $13 million to do it. That's all we need. I'm serious. That's all we need. 20 years ago, now, and let me just tell you something else. As I was back there with this worship team who's about to come out at the end, two of the worship team were in children's church in that old location, which is pretty cool. 20 years ago, 200 people launched a $2 million project. I believe 1,500 people can handle a $13 million project. In fact, I think we're ahead of the game now, don't you? I think we're better off than we were then. There's $13 million in this church family right now. We just got to get it out of you. Seriously. Did you notice, and we did not notice this until Thursday, when we began in true earnest in, in January 2020, God brought this value of radical generosity to the forefront. Bonnie did the figures, and since January of 2020, we have given away $1.3 million, and the building costs $13 million, which means we have tithed already on that new building. We've already given away a tenth 
of what that building is going to cost. And if you know anything about tithing, you know that as you give the Lord 10%, he blesses beyond anything. That money's coming in, I'm telling you. It's not going to be a burden. It's not going to be a stress. That money's coming in. Amen. We're going to get some million-dollar checks. In fact, if you have your check today, deacons will be standing at this door to collect it. And if we just get 13 of you to do that, we're done. We can come back next week and break ground, okay? All right. I see you shaking your head yes, so I guess you're ready to go. $13 million's not going to be anything to the Lord. Amen. So we're going to build a very beautiful, nice building. It's probably going to be over on this part of the property somewhere. We're working with architects now. We're working with the financial people. And let me tell you something else. People say, are you worried about interest rates? No, because we're not going to borrow one penny of this $13 million. God's going to give it to us as a testimony to his power and his grace. We're not taking out any loans. We are going to continue to be generous with our community. All of our Christmas offering again this year will go out into our community. Probably $150,000, $60,000 we'll give away at Christmas. We're going to continue. We didn't want to go into debt because when you got payments, it's hard to be generous. And we're like, God, you want to do this debt-free, and we're going to stay generous the whole time. We're going to give like never before. If you're not giving, can I challenge you? Jump in the blessing Jump into blessing by putting God first in your finances. And oh, he blesses everybody all around when you give to him. Last thing, and I promise I'm going to quit. We're going to serve like never before. People ask another campus, really, why do we need to do that? We could build a bigger sanctuary. I understand that new building is not sanctuary. We're going to stay right here. And we're going to do as many services as we have to do to make it happen here. We could borrow money and build a bigger sanctuary. We're going to keep using this sanctuary. We may have to put a balcony in it or knock a wall out somewhere, and we'll do that if we have to. We do not want to invest $15 million in a sanctuary because it's not about the gathering. It's about the sending. And we don't want to build something that makes it all about people coming here. And here's another thing we thought. With the heart God has placed in us, we would rather have two churches this size than one mega on one campus and something small over there. So we're dreaming of the day, and I believe it's going to become sooner rather than later. We're consulting with some multi-site consultants and everything. I'm dreaming of the day that we can get about 300 people of y'all who live in the Mills River area, and we got a bunch already, who could say we're ready to launch a campus. And that campus may grow out beyond the Flat Rock campus, all right? We're believing God that we're going to see two Upward Christian Fellowship, Flat Rock, and Mills River impacting their community for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. People ask me, are you going to do video preaching? Nope, you're going to have live preaching in every service. There'll be live preachers. I'll be one of them. So if you start misbehaving at one of the churches, I'll come around and straighten you out. All right? I love you all so much. Thank you for being so uh, responsive to this dream. I am closing with this. I know I lied. Greg and Bonnie and I were meeting in our senior leadership meeting, which we do every early Monday or Tuesday of every week, we meet the three of us, and we always pray first. And we pray for each other, and we talk about the needs that are in our lives, and we share that, and we pray. At the end of our prayer time, I felt inspired by the Lord to just stop the three of us and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I said, let's just be quiet for two minutes, and I want you to hear in your heart, and I'll listen in my own spirit as to what God is saying to us Speak to us, Holy Spirit. So we just held silence for two minutes. During that two minutes, 
clear as a bell in my spirit, I heard God saying, trust me, I've got this. You say, trust me, I've got this. So at the end of two minutes, I just told Greg and Bonnie, I said, I don't know what y'all heard, but I heard, trust me, I've got this. And both of them nodded and smiled. I said, what did you hear, Bonnie? Bonnie said, I heard two words, trust me. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. Turned to Greg. His eyes were bugging out. He said, I heard, I've got this. You talk about confirmation. Now, I was very quick to point out to them that I got the whole message, and they just each got half. I still got to stay in charge, right? I mean, but seriously, God was speaking to the senior staff at the church. Trust me, I've got this. God's got this. He's just calling us to launch out in faith. People are telling me again and again, Pastor, you're still not dreaming big enough because God's going to do more than anything you can imagine again and again. And He is, and we're going to enjoy the ride along with Him. Amen. No telling what God can do. Let's pray. Amen. Jesus, we say yes to You. We say yes to Your vision, yes to Your dreams, yes to obedience. We ask you today that your blessing may rest upon all these. Lord, these are your plans, not ours. These are your dreams, not ours. And Lord, we're simply today committing to do what you've called us to do. In your name we pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, who would say here today? We've had a few here today. Said today's my day to say yes to Jesus as my Savior. I'll not embarrass you. I'd love to see your hand. Would you raise it up really quick? Today's my day to say yes to Jesus as my Savior. God bless you. See one hand out there. God bless you so much. Anybody else? I want to pray right now for those saying yes to Jesus. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me, for dying for me. Today I give my life to you. From this day forward, I turn from sin. I run to you. I surrender. Amen. Would you stand to your feet in celebration of that? Ready to be blessed. Whatever the struggle you're in right now, that you're just battling something, and it's been long-term. It's not just a recent thing, but it's something, a struggle that you've been trying to get out of and break through in an area of your life. I want you to hear this today. Sometimes you're struggling and fighting this yourself is getting in the way of God stepping in and doing what only he can do. Moses was looking out at a Red Sea, and God simply told Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I want to tell you about this struggle. God doesn't need your help. God does not need your help for the breakthrough. What he asks for is your surrender. So instead of fighting this thing and struggling against it and getting deeper and deeper, God simply asks you to surrender this to Him and watch Him do supernaturally what you can't do in a lifetime of activity. That's your blessing today. Surrender that struggle to Jesus today. Amen. Now I commission you, go out, make Jesus known everywhere you go in His power. Love you so much. Thanks for being here today.